got but you fell in. I got real in there, man. <laughs> feel like I just had a baby. Oh man, I just get that's how childbirth feels. <laughs> Damn. Oh, real serious. <laughs> yeah, crazy is number two. That's like a number four and shit. <laughs> oh, okay, so you got a, uh, I got, you I got, got some joints. joints. I got a couple joints. Nice, nice. All right, let me see. Oh, super duty tough work, man. How you doing? Jim? I'm all right, man. I'm good, good, good. Yeah, good. you can move that mic as close as you want. I'm freezing though. It's cold. It's yeah. colder than a witch's tit. Ain't that ain't that oh. one of the sayings? Colder than a witch's tit. <laughs> I said that one time This girl was like Why are you talking about witches like that <laughs> She got offended I'm at the witch. witch Yeah She got offended at the witches thing Now you talking yeah. about titties Yes But yes. she got offended that you said She's like what? I'm a witch I believe in casting spells and shit And I was like damn Okay I never foresaw this state right. getting me in trouble like that Right But it wasn't like you said anything mean Why are you talking about witches titties <laughs> like that <laughs> I'm a witch. Like you talk about talk about my titties. Yeah, you got something to say about my titties? Why my titties got to be cold? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, just, man. What is it like? Ten degrees outside? Yeah, it's cold out there, man. It's cold out here, man. <laughs> it's, it's cold. cold. All right, we gotta do. Uh, we gotta send some thank yous, man. Uh, some shout outs. Shout outs to the peeps because we did say in the advertisements that yo. Give us that five star rating. Yeah, we're gonna shout you out on the next episode. And I missed like two episodes. So I'm just saying, <laughs> lying to the people, lying, pragmatic, lie, you lie, lie. So let me shout out my people, man. This, this is a special shout out, you know, because we just, we just, this is episode eleven. Eleven, man. Man, we just now cracked double digits. For yeah, real. yeah, real life. All right, so I want to thank the people who've been holding us down every week. You know, our views been up, yeah. listens have been mad consistent. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The most infamous. <laughs> The infamous is back. So uh, the first shout out, this goes to Hubert Gam. His uh, comment on iTunes was, my unsung heroes got thoughts, five stars. <laughs> Blueprint is one of the nicest rapper producers anywhere. Rare Groove is his sharpshooting sleeper pick road dog DJ. Together, they are building the new model for Midwestern hip hop. Humorous, frank, and insightful. Listen now. And take the journey with these heroes. Yeah. Bars. Shout out to my guy Hubert, man. Shout out, Gam. Uh, the next one. Just yo. Five stars <laughs> by John P. the MC. First time listening to podcasts, and I enjoy this. We'll be listening regularity with regularity. Uh, thank you, Sean P. Uh, laughs for days. DJ Criminal from Pittsburgh. Blueprint and guests discuss current events with satire of with satire objectivity. Listen to this on the way to work and laugh regularly. <laughs> Highly recommended. Dope. Yes. Dope. So yeah, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, people man. listening, man. Give me goosebumps like a little it, bit. Yeah, today we're gonna do something different today, man. Yeah, a little change it a little up. Change little it up, switch it up, yeah. flip it and bounce it. Why not, man? You know, I thought, you know, we talk about the news a lot, but I had to start today that uh well, really, yesterday, I was like, damn, shit has changed so much mm. since we first started dropping records, man. Yeah. And uh, just to talk about the beef on that last episode, the beef business, uh, made me think about just how the industry has changed in more ways than just that. So this episode is going to be dedicated to 10 differences between in the music industry from 2006 to 2016. Yeah. 
from an artist's perspective. Right. But I guess we are consumers too. Yeah, we listen to we music. Fans. We buy music. Yeah. You know, we got fans. Yo, X Clan gonna be here Friday. You I know that. I saw that. I just learned about that. I might have to you do might that. Have to go. I might have to do that. I heard it's at a clubby club though. Yeah. I gotta find out. You know, the clubby clubs, man, they had you in there and putting headlining on at two thirty. <laughs> yeah, two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they got somebody else with them. A yeah, supernatural and um uh yeah. dude from um from uh uh dead press dead press yeah. yeah i just saw the flyer not nah, yeah that sounds kind of fresh you know i just 30 dollars tickets though yeah that's that's real bread <laughs> <laughs> that's real life though right that's there. real bread like it's, if it was like if i knew it was like a two-hour like x-clan set yeah i might pay that yeah. i don't really want to see supernatural uh, no 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 you know no, what i'm saying no, like no. unless like i don't want to see him freestyle for 30 minutes you know what you're gonna get though right you already know what it is oh the man hold up the hat <laughs> supernat rhyming in the back oh yeah See me in the whistle. <laughs> He's just yeah, right. yeah, pointing out things that right. people are holding up. Yeah, like I don't want to pay thirty dollars for that. And I know yeah. I'm pretty sure X Clan set maybe hours. It's the twenty fifth anniversary of, um to the East Blackwoods. Grand Verbalizer. What time is it? <laughs> Grand Verbalizer, what time is it? African. Very African. <laughs> yeah, that was my joint. I still play that. That still gets rotation in the in the way. I love that record, man. That record's so good. So no good. doubt. No doubt. All right. So uh yeah, we're gonna take a break and we get it started. Yes, sir. Top ten. Bow. You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, back, back, back in the place, back, back in, in the, the building. building. All right, so the music industry has changed ten major ways. We just talked, and our lists are completely fucking different. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, is yeah, because I know. thought you was gonna step on my toes a little bit. So you know, I mean, I, I thought, I thought I would, but I was like, let me. Yeah. I hope not. I appreciate you. That's why I didn't want to tell you my stuff ahead of time. So I'll go first. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. beef is a business. Yeah. Yeah. With the, that's the one, if you look at 2006 to now, the biggest change to me in terms of beef was that, and we talked about it a couple episodes ago, beef at one point was frowned upon. Right. If you, you tried to avoid it. Yeah. As much as possible. Not only that. When rappers had beef in the early 90s, they never said each other's names on record. This is true. They would send subliminal shots in line. They might use some wordplay about something involving you Mm -hmm. just to let you know. Right. But they never called you out by name. Right. In an interview or on record. That is so true. Most of the beef was swept under the rug and we didn't learn about it till years later. Mm -hmm. Even up until 50 Cent came out. Remember 50 Cent was kind of um he was shunned at first in the industry because he came out with that uh how to rob how to rob yeah right rob the industry how to rob an industry and everyone didn't want to be a part of that he then he got shot and then everyone all the connections he had kind of disappeared yeah because all the labels were looking like like we don't want to be a part of an artist who's wrapped up in all these beefs mm-hmm. because this doesn't equal money all right so the first time he came through with that he was rejected yeah got signed and came back again and the exact same thing is what made him famous. Right. And it's interesting because now that you mention that, it's like he's the one that kind of ushered in the yes. new era of beef being a business. Yes. It's a business now. Yeah. And he started, he changed the entire paradigm 
and you know it took him two tries to do it mm -hmm. but once he did it and came through with that that kind of became a part of most artists repertoire yeah big difference you gotta have one beef yeah you know because in 2006 that wasn't what it was but then you look at ever since then he dropped and then up till now night and day yeah that's, that's my number one way what that's you nice got? man that's nice i have the clothing okay today like even the hip-hop artists they wear tighter clothes um and sometimes it's fitting form fitting but it's it, it's like they're rockers you know what i'm saying yeah like the rock bands wear the tight black pants you know what i'm saying yeah. and it, like but it's it's they try to be cool with it and it's not as cool as they think it is i don't think you know what i'm saying like just looking well, at history will tell right, right like, history we, we will, will tell see. i mean because looking back you know we us wearing, baggy right, us wearing all the baggy stuff and stuff that was too big we look back on it now like what the hell was i thinking right. you know what i mean right. and i think that's gonna happen to this generation too they're gonna get older and be like why the fuck was i wearing them yeah. tight ass pants Kanye. and sagging them you Kanye. know yeah he ushered that in yeah he did he was one of those yeah that was his that was his thing man yeah yeah. So that was my first one, that man. Was your first one. I agree. I like that one, man. I didn't think it about that one at first, so you said it, but you're entirely right. And more yeah. so than just um fashion, also I'd say even the hairstyles. Hairstyles, yep, hairstyles. Like, I watch the high school kids walk home sometimes from school. Like I'll be Can you tell them like, apart? Well, I can tell well they not not really. <laughs> right. I, you know how the haircuts. Yeah. Cause a couple of them got high top fades. Right. Fades are coming I'm like, back. Yo, yeah, with the parts. With looks the, uh, just like what I had. There's a kid who walks down the street. I swear he looks just like me when I was in tenth grade. That's so funny. He's got the high top fade with the little with know, the part. Yeah, right. Yeah, looking like Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> little part. Yo, he's got glasses. You know, he's probably about six foot tall, skinny kid. That's funny. You know, he's my complex. He looks dead on me when I was in tenth grade. Man. That's dope. That's dope. Um, but that that part has changed too. But you know, his parents, kids that age, their parents were our age. Right, right. So his parents like, oh, you want a high top fade? Yeah, yeah you get a high top yeah. fade. Yeah. I still remember how to cut high right. top fade. Exactly. Like, that was the end of my barber era when I was I was cutting mad heads in, in high school. I mm -hmm. had a good clientele, but. Right after that, I got to college and I just got tired of cutting them fades, man. Yeah. I started cutting my head bald. And I was like, this is too yeah, easy. Yeah, this is too easy. Yeah. Nah, forget y'all. It ain't worth it for ten dollars. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I missed that era. Well, yeah, uh, man. my number two. Go to mm -hmm. my number two. The second way. Sales don't drive the industry. Yeah, that's true. In two thousand six, sales was a big part of every campaign. Mm -hmm. like no one would put out a record under the assumption that it wouldn't sell right or that there was no fan base to buy an album mm -hmm. i think that's completely changed from 2006 to 2016 if you look at the industry between then and now i feel kind of like there were two major things right you had the industry the bottom fell out around mm -hmm. 06 07 yeah. You know, but then you also had the housing crisis. Yeah. Right. Two major bubbles burst in the United States at the same time. And uh, sales has never quite played the same factor for artists as it did then. Because people couldn't afford it. Yeah. They couldn't afford the music no more. Yeah. Look, you know? the FYE model mm -hmm. of selling music, which was you go to the mall and there's FYE or there's Camelot right. or Media Play or whatever. These mm -hmm. old franchises yeah. that are like gone now. Dead. Sam Coconuts. Goody. Yeah. Long gone. <laughs> we were sounding like, you know, dinosaurs even mentioning some of these things. But right. some of y'all are old enough to remember these places. Mm -hmm. They were, they saw this, the price 
for CDs go up every every year. year. Yeah. It was one of the rare technologies or mediums that I could say got more expensive every right. year. Right. You know, they were they were nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine. The next thing you know, there was eighteen dollars to buy a CD. Yeah, like I in just the mall. I was just in Best Buy and it's like like seventeen ninety nine to get the new Adele record just came out. Why would someone spend that much on a CD? Right. When they're just gonna put it on yeah. their computer. Yeah. Or on their iPod or on their phone. Right. Like yeah. we make CDs and we don't know why people charge that. Much. <laughs> right, right. I'm right. not even mad at someone who doesn't want to spend that. Yeah, it's too goddamn much. Too much for it's, a CD, which may be a gamble in terms of quality. And uh, but you see, labels now, it's more like the CD is a part of a bigger campaign now. Oh yeah, it's one. It's just a piece. Yeah, one small piece on this whole thing, and then the decline of the. CD saw the rise of the 360 deal, right? which is the deal where labels now own everything you do. Mm -hmm. So back in 06, you could sign away rights to your CD and you could still sell t-shirts, sell t-shirts, mm -hmm. books, anything, anything that you wanted to sell on site. It was yours. You could do shows and the label didn't have a right to that cut. Right. The difference between 2006 and 2016 is that all these younger artists are getting roped and pushed into those 360 deals where the label where the labels own a piece of everything because CDs don't drive the industry no more. Yeah. That death of the CD. Death of the CD. Yeah. What else? That's a good one, man. That's Thanks, good man. One. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. All right. Um, the tempo of mm -hmm. music. I feel you. Everything has slowed down. That's and true. I think that that came when the South started to take over. You know, everything slowed down. There was more bouncy, more, um, you know, more bouncy stuff. And then there was the driving of everything kind of being more, more slow, just period. Like everything is slower, slowed down. And I don't know if that was the, you know, outcast. I don't know if that was. You know, if they were part of, I mean, I think that Dungeon Family yeah. and them were part of it. Um, Scarface, but and even Outkast had fast, I mean, fast bombs joints. over bad. Yeah, bad. bombs over bad. That yeah, is like, like 150 BPM. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But um, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the down south stuff and had the bounce to it, and that that you know, that kind of bounce. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I agree. So I think I think that's a huge difference because back then everything was more. Like 90 BPM. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the yeah. the consensus. Like that was what was constant on the radio, on people's albums, especially in hip hop. That's what was, you know, like 85 to 90 was like that head nod. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now everything's slow way down or. Does head know, nod music <clears throat> exist in mainstream anymore? Not really. I don't think so. I think Is everything. Is head nod music dead? This I, makes me think about it. Now. Wow. That's I never thought of. I think so though. Because head nod was just, you know, like you're saying, ninety ninety five, you know, you knew what it was, right? With the head nod music, yeah. I feel like head nod music kind of got got its ass beat when West Coast shit came out. Yeah, it was on life support then. Mm -hmm. But you can and still then, nod your head to the West Coast shit. Yeah, though. and yeah. then when it, when the South kind of came, <laughs> yeah, woo, it was gone, buried it was gone. six feet deep, man. Yeah. Head nod music ain't been seen since. Yeah, that's because you can't really nod your head to the double time stuff, mm -mm. to the slower stuff. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, it's it, it has changed completely. Yeah, you know, popular music it's either it's really fast. Yes. Or it's really slow. There's no <laughs> there's true. no gray area anymore. It's true. There's no head nodding anymore. It's true. It's so true. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That was your number two, right? That was my number two. Okay. I got here's my number three. Touring is a must. Oh yeah. 
Like when we yeah. first started touring, when I first started touring with, you know, Rhyme Sayers and stuff, independent hip hop artists were not touring. Mm. Like they looked at like what Rhyme Sayers was doing and, you know, Def Jux to a lesser extent was doing as like some pioneering punk rock shit right. that no one did because in 2006, you could still sell records. Right. You could still make money off of records. Yeah. So you didn't have to. You did shows locally. Yeah. You had a following locally. Yeah. You know, people came out to your shows locally. Yeah. So you didn't really have to. You do didn't it. sweat it. You know, the stores, you know, you know the, the independent record chain yep. thing was still intact. Yeah. So you knew that you could put out a record, it would be well distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get coverage in magazines. Yeah. You know, and then you say, oh. In paper magazines. Yes, yeah, physical. <laughs> physical yeah. magazines. Wow, so old school. <laughs> Yeah, the kind you actually can touch. Right, you I know still got I mean? some of the ones that we were in. Just, yeah, I got all of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I got all that. <laughs> got I didn't throw away none yeah, of it. Yeah, I got all of it. But yeah, back then, but I started noticing as the 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 bottom fell out of the mainstream sales, artists who were small major label artists, mm-hmm. but would have been big independent artists, right. started touring again. Exactly. Labels started sending them down that route again, and then all of a sudden you got like, now it's like the thought of an artist not touring is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like what? What are you? How are you making any money? Yeah, you can't just be an yeah. artist now. And just being active to keep your fan base. Mm-hmm. Yo, all right, we're back all on right, the block. We're back on the block. Oh man, technical difficulties, man. Hey, sometimes it happens, you know. Yeah, man, we just batting one thousand, man. <laughs> batting one thousand, wow, on them. Now, yeah. right, oh, we was doing. I was on my number three. Oh, just saying that, like, not even to just stay, um, to make money, to stay active. How you need to stay active to keep people tuned in to what you do. Mm-hmm. Touring is a must. Yeah, having that thirty day, sixty day, whatever, ninety day campaign, it's priceless in an industry where everything is moving so much faster right. and there's so much more going on. And people have such short attention spans now because it's so much out there. Yeah. You know, like everything is, it's, it's too much out there. Yeah. You know, to where they, they got a new song, new album to listen to, you know, every, every couple every days, day. you know, every yeah. day, you know, I think a lot of artists who started doing it in, you know, let's go 2006 or before 2006 mm-hmm. might've gotten a little spoiled Yeah, by that, those years prior to that before the bottom fell out. And then they thought, well, shit, I don't gotta do nothing, but right. just be dope. Right, be dope and put put albums out. Yeah, every once a year. Yeah, and I think the newer artists, like the 2016 artists, doesn't look at it like, oh nah, they they know that touring and getting in front of people is a big part of winning. Right. In 2016. Yeah. Just so my number three. Huh. Well, I feel that. What you got dog. Uh, number three. Uh, popular music, hip hop, popular music in general is darker now. I agree completely. You know, like you have the weekend. Yep. You have um, even stuff Beyonce's doing, yeah. the stuff Rihanna's doing, you know, like kidnapping women, putting them in cars and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's popular. Like, yeah. that's what, you know, the world has become a more dark place and the music is reflecting, you know, the the environment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the world itself is dark and now the music is becoming dark and it's becoming, it's popular, it's, po- it's popularized. That's the stuff the kids listen to now. Yeah. You yeah. know? I remember Cuddy's album was one of the first. Oh, yeah. Cuddy, well, 808s and Heartbreaks and then Cuddy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, uh, what was the one? Uh, the the Drake one, his first mixtape. Oh, um, So Far Gone? Yeah, So Far Gone. Yeah. Those three releases to me yeah. 
where the, musically the, yeah. is where things got dark. And even the weekend was in there, but he was more underground, yeah, under yeah, the surface at that then, point. At that yeah, point. That point yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. And and but yeah, when those records came out, I was like, yo, is this a dark mainstream record? Yeah. It was unheard of. To yeah, me. and it's the sound, it's the content. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, a lot of drug over over drug use. You yeah. know, a lot of things happening. Two women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> vile <laughs> you things. Know, vile things happening. Um, I mean, and I, it's 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 kind of scary when I, sometimes when I listen to the music that my kids are listening to. Yeah. Um, because you know, I, I I check their phones and go through like what they yeah. and some of the stuff and some of the topics and things and even the feeling of the music is so dark and it's so it's not a lot of light in music no, no more. No, you know what I'm no, saying? No. Which is why I enjoy you know as as much as I I I might not be like the biggest fan, but. I like when Macklemore and them put out a record because it's because it's happy, it's fun. Like it makes you want to dance, it makes you smile. You know what I mean? Like everything else is so dark and so like Maybe dismal. It's a lost art of happiness. Yeah, lost art of happy music. Man. Yeah, it just doesn't happen at Austin. Yeah, they'll call you corny if you're happy. Now. Right? You can't smile, man. You can't nah. smile in your videos. Hell dog. no. You can't smile. No, no, no. You a sucker. You a sucker if you smile. I was taking pictures of my kids and they wasn't smiling. Was trying like smile. That's like really. I don't smile. I don't smile in my pictures. Since when? You don't smile in your pictures since when? What is that? Yeah, you're gonna hate yourself when you're (laughs) thirty. Not smiling (laughs) when you were twelve. Yeah, but yeah, that's for number three, man. The darkness, man. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I agree completely. Like musically and topic wise. Yeah, it's so much different. Yeah, but I think it's a. Music has gotten more minimal, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it used to be just like a lot more shit going on in music. And now it's just like moody music because mm-hmm. those three records that we're saying were dark that kicked it off. Also, were very moody records. Yeah. And that shit just didn't pop before. No, it didn't. You know? Like that was like that was sucker stuff. Yeah, that was, that was sucker shit. About your emo yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. All in your feelings. Right. Yeah. Where the bars at? <laughs> Where the bars at? What, I don't care how you feel. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. Fuck now. your heart, nigga. Yeah. Now it's like dudes are like, yeah, can I tell you how I feel? <laughs> That's all it is. I really now. feel vulnerable right now. Can I right. share these feelings with you? Yeah. Like, no, man. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I don't want to hear you venting. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's number three. We'll take a quick break. All right. Word up. Do you enjoy the Super Duty Tough Work podcast? If so, please remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you really rock with us, please leave us a five-star rating and we will shout you out in an upcoming episode. The five-star rating is one of the most effective ways in helping more people learn about the show. Thanks for your support. All right. And we're back. Back on the block. (laughs) Y'all know. You know who it is. Okay. Now we're going to go through, for those who just tuned in, we're doing a top 10 things that are different in the music industry between 2006 and 2016. Yeah, 10 years, man. Yeah, it don't seem like that long. We've been doing this a long time. Yes, because we was prior to 06. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah we right. was prior to 06. It was like you know eight mean? years before Yeah, that. we was closer to 96. <laughs> right. <laughs> then 06. Right. We started dropping joints. You know, on the masses. So uh, we've seen a lot of changes, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of cool to reflect on it sometimes. And then, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in 2026. It's, yeah, man. crazier. Because uh, the stuff we're naming so far is kind of. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, because it's going to be our kids, like, in 2026 yeah. looking back. Like, yo, we. Wow. Yeah, things are really different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to start it off with. Uh, here's my number four. All right. All right. Labels are almost unnecessary. 
Yeah. Completely agree. You know? Completely agree with that. When we were coming up, the whole thought was to do enough to get attention Mm -hmm, to to get get signed. signed. Yeah. And then as we started becoming more independent, we started learning more about how the game was, you know, played. We started getting more access to tools Mm -hmm. that would allow us to to have the even even playing field Mm -hmm. with labels. And now I think it's getting to the point to where any new artist, at least to me, who signs is kind of tripping because I feel like there's so many more ways and options for you to own what you do, Mm -hmm. control what you do and not have to sign no goddamn record deal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're selling themselves short. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I look at it like, even now, like, almost any artist can handle their their multimedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media, I'm sorry. Like, you can, uh, most artists can create their own music videos. Right. You know, or have people around them in their camp that can. Okay, you can talk to distributors and get your records in stores or on, you know. On uh, iTunes. iTunes or, on, or whatever, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can, there's a direct connection for almost everything that the label was doing for you before. Exactly. Now, I did say almost. Right. <laughs> for labels are almost unnecessary because for the bigger artists, mm-hmm. the ones who are going to be pop, mm-hmm. the ones who want a huge reach and have music that can extend that far. Yeah, selling millions and millions of yeah, records. That's a different thing. You need a team. Mm-hmm. Now, that team may be there strictly for you, Right. handling many of the functions that a label used to do for many artists, but you still need a team. You can't do it all by yourself, right. even though you have access to the tools should you decide to go down that route. Yeah, man, I can, I completely agree with that. Um, it kind of goes with one of mine, so I'll just say that, saying that you know, there's a more level playing field for independent artists and the bigger labels because you do have access. Basically, all you need is a laptop, and a microphone these days you can record you know yep. what i mean you need a laptop basically and fingers to make beats you know what i yep. mean so like just the music making part used to be more like you had to go to studio you had to find studio time you know labels had to pay for that you know or you had to come out of pocket for that you know like there's a lot more things and like you said there's more access to all of the tools that the label would need to get for you that we can get by ourselves, having your own stores, doing the social media, you know, hiring a publicist. You can hire your own publicist. Exactly. You don't need a label to hire a publicist anymore. You know, so it's real, it's real interesting how like it's, you know, if you put the work in, then success is right there for you. You yep. know what I'm saying? You just gotta put the work in. And and I, that's a I think that's a huge difference now because we put the work in, but it was we had to learn along the way. Yes. It was a whole lot, you know, yes. some missteps. You know what yes. I'm saying? Some things that. There was no instruction yeah, manual. Yeah, there was no instruction manual at all. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got our first distro deal, we thought we would. Yeah. You know what I'm We're saying? Like, like that's we, it. That we was made it. it. Yeah, that was it. We was doing, we <laughs> we was doing big it. things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, now it's like, you know, you put out a song, put it on SoundCloud, and if the right person hears it, I mean, you could have, you know, 500,000 hits and you know what I'm saying? So it's all, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of networking now. It's a lot of, you know, um, you know, who you know and how you work, but it's possible now, you know, to where you don't have to have the label and the contract and sell your freaking soul. You can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And make a great living. And make a great living doing it. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. That's a nice one. So that was number four, right? Yes, sir. Number five. 
Cinco. Blogs are almost dead. Yes, that in is true. 2006, blogs had taken over rap. Yeah, 2006. I remember because I released uh, the Blueprint versus Funkadelic thing in response to the power I saw the blogs having. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it shifting away from like these, you know, the hip hop sites, mm-hmm. the underground hip hops, the hip hop infinities, all, right. you know, like all of those sites that used to be have the message boards and those presences and we're writing editorial stuff and album reviews. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, blogs started popping up and all they were doing was posting music. All right. And people were just flocking to them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is gonna be next right here. Right. And then that was after the Radiohead thing where mm-hmm. he experimented with the pay, name your price thing and yeah. some free music. And I was like, man, I'm gonna do that with this uh, Funkadelic record. And uh, that's what I did. I, 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 I handled the link myself just so I could track how many downloads it got. All but right. then I reached out directly to the blogs. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, that was when I said, yeah, I think this is going to. And, and I remember at the time I was like, yo, this thing got like 20 or 30,000 downloads, yeah. you know, that I, I personally tracked. I don't know what it got after that. But at the time, that was like crazy to me. Yeah. Be, from I mean, and people didn't even really believe in blogs in 06. Mm-hmm. They took over for five, 10 years. Now people are like, so what? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who pe- cares? Yeah, because now the fans are seeing like we don't even necessarily need the blogs to tell us what's good. All right. And the thing is, is social media. Yeah. So now everybody has their own micro blogs. Yeah. You know, they have their Twitter accounts, they have their Facebook accounts, they have Snapchat, they have this, they have that to where they can write their own opinions. Yeah. They can write their own reviews and stuff and their friends read what they say. It's, it's, I mean, it's no different than a blog. It's just yeah. shorter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with Facebook, you can write as long as you want. But with Twitter, you know, you have all these micro blogs where you can say a sentence or two about what you're listening to and if it's dope or not. And people listen or people, you know, you'll get in debates and yeah. all that stuff. So it's it's not necessarily that blogging itself is dead. It's just yes. that. that Them the, being the, the tastemaker. Yeah, the tastemakers. And, and having that power. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah that power is gone it's gone yeah. and i never would have thought it would have went that fast but it's definitely like it shows you how uh decentralized the press is now mm-hmm. like at one point it was all you know magazines yeah you know and you had to have a publicist to get any burn in a magazine yeah then it went from the magazines to like the major hip-hop websites mm-hmm. and then it went from them to blogs and you're just like what the fuck do i do now do i even <laughs> right. you know and then one blog had the power to push it out to thousands of hundreds of thousands of people with one post you're like wow and now you're looking where they don't even have that much power anymore and they're pushing back they're they're starting to move to being more editorial focused right so now the blogs who never used to post content Posting, yeah. Now they want to write. You know, yeah. they're writing album reviews. They're they're explaining the things that they're posting. Two Dope Boys is a great example. Of yeah, that. yeah. yeah. They, they change. They've been all around. Yeah. You know, and Two Dope Boys was birthed out of hip hop site. Yeah, hip-hop the same site. cats yeah. who started hip hop site moved over to Two Dope Boys when they saw the power of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's deep, man. Yeah, it's deep. That's yeah, wild. That's a good one. Yeah, it's that's a real good one. one. It's, right. it's on you. Let's see. That was my number five. That was number five. Yep. All right. Double time. <laughs> this kind of relates to everything slowing down, but as a as a as a rapper, 
if you're not rapping in double time, people don't people consider because you can rap in double time that you're dope. It's true. It has nothing to do with what you're saying necessarily. It has nothing to do with the content. If they can bounce to it and you rapping faster than the beat is, then they're going to give you some burn. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every rapper kind of now has to have, you know, a double time song or two. You know what I'm saying? In order to gain popularity. I agree. And they feel like they have to. Yep. And back then, like we said, we had the head nod music. It was that, you know, 85 to 95 BPM. Yeah, you couldn't do that. And it was just bars. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was bars. It was bar time. Now, we did have, like, you know, there was a few songs back then that had the double time, but it was sparse. It was few and far between. Like, that was like some special treat shit. Yeah. Now it's it's crazy. It's it's too much now. Yeah. It's way too much. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, I was always a fan of Twister. Oh, yeah. You know, Chicago. And, like, to me, it was like double time was his thing yeah exactly and then you know Busta Rhymes he got a little burn but I was like yo Busta you ain't never gonna be fucking with Twista right but I never thought that that would just be something that's in every rapper's toolbox Mm -hmm. like it is now Mm -hmm. like double time if you're a new rapper and you can't double time like you're saying people will just look at you funny like like it's a requirement but maybe it's a requirement because they're rhyming over slow ass slow ass beats and how can you show skill rhyming over those slow beats unless you do something that takes more 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 vocabulary yeah yeah you know, fill up more space yeah because mm-hmm. um we don't have that problem we don't rhyme over those slow super slow beats so you don't have to do it but sometimes I, I think that's it but it is weird to me sometimes that you have to do it mm-hmm. and it's i think it's also interesting that when artists that have never done it before mm-hmm. do it like it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread yeah you know yeah yeah I mean? <laughs> It's true. It's real true. It's true. Because it's very interesting because I've been experimenting with it. Yeah. So my, my kids love it. And I'm I'm doing it for my kids because, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I got to give them something else to listen yeah. to. So I'm doing it. And every time I do a song, I'll bring them up and have them listen to it. They, and they get that stink face. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Dad, <laughs> dad going dad in. Going in. Yeah. Don't talk like that. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy how that's like the standard now. Yeah. You know, instead of you just having bars, like if yeah. you don't have double time, they yeah. listen to what you're saying later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But how if you're saying it, if at all, but how you're saying it is what, you know, the popular, what makes you popular now. It's so true. It's so true. Your dad's spitting now. <laughs> Dad, we didn't like you before. <laughs> but now you got now bars. Now you got bars. You're like, that's not a bar. I'm not talking about anything, son. <laughs> I'm saying some bullshit, guys. Oh, man. Now you want to tell now daddy's you dope. Listen to me. <laughs> Right. Now you want this song on your phone to listen to. Right. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Whenever I do something like that, I, I have like certain songs I've done it on just like features. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wow. Yeah. We didn't know you could do that. Right. Right. I'm like, bro, just because I don't, don't do yeah, it. Don't mean I can't. Yeah. I'm an MC. Yeah. I do this. Never forget that. <laughs> I do, this is yeah, what I do. Don't get it fucked up out here. Right. Your man's can double time if you want to. Yeah. He just has this thing now. But you know what? The irony of that is like, as everyone moves towards double time mm-hmm. and you have to do that, the people who don't will now stand out. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I think that's, I, and I've been thinking about that too. Like now when people hear just somebody rapping, yeah. just rapping <laughs> bars, bar after bar after bar work. And you can like, understand what they're saying. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's going to, that's yeah. going to make them stand out. Yeah, man. I agree. Okay. Number six. Uh huh. Ooh, this kind of goes with my number five. Um, and what you hit on earlier magazines are dead man yeah man it's what is it like <sighs> it's a few 
very few. Very few. It's like three, very few. two. Yeah, the hip hop magazine industry is is a wrap. Oh, it's gone, man. man. Back in 06, man, I think my favorite magazines was like Scratch Magazine mm-hmm. for the producers. Herb. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like I was into the, the the ones about technical stuff, man. So like, uh, now it's like, man, that that thing is a wrap. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dead. I mean. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, staying alive. Yeah, they doing it. They yeah. they doing it. They aren't fighting. <laughs> fighting, fighting, yeah. scratching, clawing, clawing. It's, it's hard, man. But that used to be one of my favorite pastimes. Mm-hmm. Going to the grocery store, grabbing a couple newsstands. Yeah, seeing what hip hop mags on there. But it's just sad that like news happens so fast now mm-hmm. that I ain't been in a magazine aisle for a hip hop magazine yeah. in a long time. Yeah, me neither. I might go over there and look at Entrepreneur Magazine, mm-hmm. but I don't buy hip hop magazines anymore simply because it's old by the time I get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because the magazines come out once a month. Yeah, y'all 30 days too yeah, late, Yeah, like man. y'all way too late. Like you realize this happened like 60 days ago. Right, So, and, and how they would have to change to keep up is they would have to do all long form stuff about like issues and themes mm-hmm. instead of like specific you know what I mean? All right. And the, and lose. people use the internet for that too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that would still lose money. Yeah. So it's a losing industry. I miss magazines, but man, I, I, I was cleaning up my basement a couple months ago and uh, I still got all the magazines that were out when I first started doing press for Weightless. So okay. I would go and I would just snatch up all the music magazines from the, the newsstands. Mm-hmm. See if we got our reviews in yeah. there. Yeah, and if we there. did, well, even then I would look and I would, this was back when you had to like search for writers. Right. So I would go and I say, oh, they wrote about, I don't know, J-Zone. Right. And then I look and look for the writer's name. Mm-hmm. Then I look in the front of the magazine. Yeah. Then I get online and see if I could find them somewhere. And then I'd be like, okay, hey, my name is such and such. I have this. I saw you write about. It's okay if I send you. That's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, yeah. you know. And that's how. But that's how you would work without a publicist back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that. For and it was easier years. to do that. Yeah, because yeah. now it's like crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy now. Without that, like, I don't know how kids. Because it's press is so decentralized, man. It's mm-hmm. like you you just don't know exactly who to reach out to. And if it's going to have an impact or not. Yeah, and it's harder to get somebody to return an email yeah. nowadays because if you ain't, because it's so few of them, it's not like the blogs were. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's so few of the, you know, the big, the the websites that if you don't have a publicist, they might not even pay you no attention. It's true. You know probably I mean? won't. Probably, most likely won't if they yeah. just see it coming from some random email, new song by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, why should I get Why should space? I take my time? Yeah. 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 It's so. true, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So what you got? Number six. Number six in the house. Um, Sace. <laughs> Sace. Um, no more sample based production, man. Yeah. That one breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah. It does hurt a little bit, man. Because like you get, you get like when, when Watch the Throne came out and they sampled that Otis Redding, like I was yeah. so excited about that. You know what I'm saying? But it's rare that you hear samples anymore because the sample police then got so, you know, so gangster with it. But Everything is, you know, um, um, everybody plays, but it's making artists become actual musicians in the same respect. So it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know, as far as us purists that came up with the samples. But cats are learning how to play at least chords. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to, you know, become more well-rounded musicians, you know, as they're producing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a positive. But... I miss samples, man. Yeah, I just miss that sound, man. That yeah, the sound, that shit. grimy. I 
love it. Mm-hmm. Just that old rugged the pop. Like, ooh, the pop. The what's that? Pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we even guys who sample and and play too. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to get that sound or that oh, record yeah. that you sample. Oh, I don't yeah. care how good you can play. Mm-hmm. You ain't as bad as the badasses who was in that recording session. Exactly. Because that's why you want to sample it in the first place, <laughs> fool. Right. Because you know that, that it's thorough. It's, right. it's thorough. It's bulletproof. You're like, this is incredible. I can never make anything like this, so I'm going to sample it. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you know what it is, mm-hmm. man. I miss sampling, man. I sample when I do my my beat CDs for people. Yeah. That's when I get my heavy sampling. Oh, you get the sample beats, a lot. Yeah, yeah, like going through the Rhymesters situation. That just it changed my whole perspective on sampling mm-hmm. because we went from nobody caring, right, to like to everybody caring, yeah, like oh, <laughs> under the spotlight. What happened? Yeah. It, it happened so fast, like, right. and that was like oh six oh seven was when sampling kind of just not giving a fuck about what you sample. It ended for us. Mm-hmm. That was when we did the Things Go Better record, yeah. uh, the Soul Position record. And I remember that was the first time when uh, Rhymestare signed that distribution deal. I think it was with Navarre around then, or they had done it for 05, 06. And um, that was the first time we had to turn in a sample list. Mm. And I was like, yo, what do you mean? It's like, yo, we need a list of every sample on the record. I was like, damn, this is going to be dark. <laughs> this is going to be dark. Yeah. We about to redo the whole album. Yeah, I saw, I saw, it was like I saw just flash just before my eyes, like, damn, my career. It's going to be different. It's yeah. like, it's going to, my career is going to be marked by this is going to be one of them points mm-hmm. prior to this and after this. Mm-hmm. And how you handle this is going to determine what that is going forward. Yeah. Like, you know? But I remember being salty, and I wasn't even doing the beats on that record. Right. But I was salty for RJ because I'm like, man, this is gonna change our style. Mm-hmm. If you know, so that's when we started kind of messing around with playing some things and mm-hmm. getting even further in the crates. But right. man, nothing is messing with the sample based stuff. Oh no, nah, man, it's not. It's not because I remember when Kanye first came out. Yeah. Sampling all that soul. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you bring that back now, boy. People be like, "What? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, yeah." Because yeah, they ain't never heard kids. Kids nowadays, they have no idea. Mm-mm. They don't have no idea because they'll hear that and like, "Who is this playing this instrument?" Right. Like, it's like when hip hop first came out to us, right? Where we thought like, you know, fools actually played like good times. Right. It's like, what is this? It's like, no, they sampled the real. <laughs> right. Right. Oh boy. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Was that number six? Yeah, that was. All right, cool. Take a break. All right. This episode of the Super Duty Tough Work Podcast is brought to you by Weightless Recordings, whose latest release, King No Crown by Blueprint, is available now on iTunes. It's also available on Orange Double Vinyl, Deluxe Digital Version, and Signed CD Version at weightless.net. Support the movement and order your copy today. All right. Word. Now, back up in the building. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all know what it is. We're going to do seven through ten. Yeah. You know, these are the last joints. Yeah. And uh, I hope y'all enjoying this. We wanted to break the format every now and again. Yeah, do so, something different. Yeah, man. You know. Splash y'all with a little something. Yeah, man. I loved And, and if you're in the comment section on SoundCloud or you see this on uh, YouTube, when we upload it to YouTube, feel free to throw some of your things in there as well. Like the differences you've seen between 06 and 2016. 
Because it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, this this 10 years, that's a lot of time. Yeah. And I didn't even think about this that much till it popped in my head like mm. earlier today. Yeah, because I'm coming up with more as we're talking. Yeah, you know yeah. We could do 25. <laughs> yeah, we <could> <laughs> well, we've done well, you've done 10 and I've done 10. Yeah, so that's, so that's 20. 20 right there. Yeah. We could probably do 50. Yeah. Easy. Okay, this is my number seven. Mm-hmm. Number seven. YouTube is the number one outlet for discovering new artists. That is so true because that's where I find a lot of new stuff. Yeah. That's where I found a lot of new yeah. stuff that I listen to today. It's crazy. Like when someone says, oh, have you heard of such and such? People don't type that into Google. They mm-hmm. type it into YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. Nah. I mean, and you barely. You might have went to iTunes. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or a website. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you didn't go to a video place mm-hmm. to look for music. Yeah. To yeah. discover an artist that's wild youtube is that now like when you ask your fans and we talk to our fans at shows and i say well how did y'all learn about such and such they'll be like oh man i heard such and such song and then i went straight to youtube <laughs> right and looked, and up. looked it up yeah that's how i learned mm-hmm. about you my homie was playing one of your songs i went to youtube and then i just found everything yeah <laughs> dive in yeah dove in and learned and, and so it's different the impact of that is that now as an artist, if you're an artist and you're not on YouTube, you're losing, losing bad. Like you're not even in the game. Yeah, you're not in the you're game. Not in the game. Like, and it's not about like even making music videos, so to speak. Yeah, you don't have to make a video. Exactly. And that's where some people get it twisted. They think I can't participate in YouTube without a music video. Mm-hmm. But they under, don't understand like YouTube is actually probably the biggest music streaming outlet there it's yeah. not spotify no. it's youtube because mm-hmm. any music that's played even if it's just got a jpeg of your album cover that's considered streaming yeah. technically yeah and so uh you have to exist there if you want to have any shot at success right. and in 2006 youtube was just getting off the ground no one predicted this yeah no i mean it was just a place to post videos thank you that's all it was. And most of us didn't even have the bandwidth right. or the internet connection to really <laughs> really watch it. Yeah, to take advantage of it in 06. Mad buffer. Yeah, so think about it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yo, I can't watch this. <laughs> Two hours to watch a five-minute rap video. You're like, fuck YouTube. <laughs> right. I'll just look for something else. I'll go right. to iTunes and just play it. Right. And then go to YouTube when I get to the library or something mm-hmm. with a high-speed connection. Yeah, yeah, but it's crazy, man. That's that, That's a game-changer to me. Yeah, that's definitely a game-changer because that's, I mean, that's my kids i go downstairs and my kids are like youtubing it you know what i'm saying and it may not be actual video may not but it's that's where they look up music if i tell them about something or they hear something in the car that's where they go to look it up they go to youtube yeah and also i think that exposes people to a lot of your older music too you know what i'm saying because if you've been on youtube for a while you got a lot of stuff out there you got a lot of fans people post people's stuff all the time so you get to dive in and hear you know stuff the artist did you know five years ago you know and here you know it's a whole um all of their catalog you know what i'm saying something from their entire catalog so i think that's i think that's definitely true i yeah and i think it's a cool cool thing and cool way to yeah. find stuff yeah man yeah i like that i like that man Thank you, sir. and um speaking of that how people purchase their music nowadays is completely different this goes back to the death of the cd yeah you know with streaming services okay um like spotify you know you have um satellite radio is different you know what i'm saying it's it's how people listen to their music and purchase their music is completely different now than it was back then oh yeah you know i agree no cds yeah yeah that shit is like not a not a requirement anymore nah 
You got to be it's on not. streaming services. You got to be on iTunes. You got to have a have a SoundCloud page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to be on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be somewhere. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. That was your number seven, right? Yep. So I'm a I'm a switch one of mine to piggyback off that. All right. All right. This is my number eight. Mobile presence yes. in the music listening experience. In 06, the thought of listening to a whole album on your phone, to listening to your whole catalog of albums on your phone was a was a distant, distant thought. Right. You, you still had I mean? your you still had your CD uh, yeah. CD men. Pre iPhone era. Pre iPhone, yeah. You know what I mean? No one was even thinking that this device was gonna revolutionary revolutionize the music industry. Mm-hmm. And now you think about people's number one place of access when you look at like your entry points on your like your 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 you know your Google stats and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mobile. Yes, yeah, mobile. Mobile is playing a bigger part internationally as well mm-hmm. because people are on the go more people don't have to be stationary they don't need all of that you know they don't need to modem at the house they got right. the phone with the data plan and through that they access your website your band camp mm-hmm. you know your soundcloud as you're saying they have apps for all of that mm-hmm. so i think about it myself like my phone is now my number one tool for listening to music yeah soundcloud i'll, I'll pull something up put my aux cord into my stereo yep walk around the house do dishes and mm-hmm. listen to a podcast like this yeah. on the phone yeah not my laptop yeah not my desktop same way with youtube you know since yeah. you're on the move you can watch videos yeah. everything you know what right i'm saying then. yeah right there on your phone changes everything and it wouldn't have been possible without you know the technology of the phone right. advancing uh you know bandwidth things like that you know the higher speed connections becoming standard mm. now to where like hey it doesn't take six hours to upload a music video oh no nah, not at all you up and running in 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Boom, here's some video y'all yeah. you can post from your phone post videos yeah. from your phone add content from your phone yeah. so even you know adding the new music to the websites and uploading stuff is quicker so you can drop a new song on the go yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying as yeah. long as you put it on your phone i agree you it, can upload it at any point it's gonna become something where you know how we just talked about not being on YouTube mm-hmm. could kill you. Right. Not having mobile access to your platforms is going to start hurting artists now. Oh, yeah. To where like your website is not mobile friendly. Right. You know, your blog is not your email sign up form is not mobile friendly. Right. I can't do it. I can't use it on my phone. Yeah. yeah. I can't access this on my phone. I can't. Those are going to be the things that are now going to become the requirements. Mm. Yeah. I feel that, man. Yeah. That's That's definitely that's definitely I agree with that. All right, so what are we at? This, you at number am I nine, eight. eight? Yeah, you're eight. All right. Um, the amount of money, and we kind of talked about a lot of these, but the amount of money to be made on music alone is minimal now. Artists have to have more than just music, especially yes. independent artists, in order to be successful. Like you have the books, yep. you know, apparel, T-shirts, yep. you know, all kind of stuff like that. Artists have to have... In order for success, you have to have more than just music. It's not just about the music anymore. I agree completely. I agree completely. Back in the days, it used to be that. Yeah. Like we were, we always looked at, if you look at us prior to 2006, we looked at like having t-shirts like optional. Yeah. That was extra. Yeah. You know like, oh man, you can bring your shirts in this tour. Oh, right. I don't know. They take up too much space. Right. Like, do I want to buy TDs or do I want to buy shirts? Yeah. Now I'd be more likely to take shirts than CDs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, man, I'll eat the CDs at home. I don't yeah. move these. I'll take the shirts and the vinyl. download cards. Yeah. They, the download cards. Like, <laughs> yeah. The books. Like, I don't care about the CDs as much as I used to. I keep them for people who buy them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still 
my fan base because they were buying music in 06. Right. And before. Yeah, and before. They still buy it. They still buy it on that format. But for the artists whose fans are just now entering the game, Mm. they don't really need CDs like that. Yeah, they'd rather not have a CD. Yeah, they should have something physical that people can leave with, but not necessarily CDs. Mm. I mean, cassette tapes are coming back a little bit in popularity. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people I've seen have cassettes and T-shirts. Yeah. As opposed to CDs. You know what I mean? Or vinyl cassettes and t-shirts you know i think that's becoming more of a new trend now cds are that's not it that's not the move no 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 (laughs) no not at all and then you know uh the rise out to add on to that uh the rise of like music licensing right you know like things like that weren't really as much of an option back then Mm -hmm. now i feel like a lot of artists are creating music because they want it to be licensed yeah, in a commercial or yeah. in the movie or so yeah. and so forth. like TV albums shows. are made for that you're like yo you just made a record full of things that you want to be licensed mm-hmm. not to try to make the best record you just want you know you want to be licensed yeah. so you made a bunch of safe kind of you know cheery poppy, cheery poppy songs yeah. yeah especially with the with the reality shows and stuff yes it's mad mad licensing happening with reality yes. shows you know yep. so yeah, that's a, that's it's true. Awesome. All right, is this lucky number uh number 9? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. you on the spot. Okay. My number 9 to piggyback on what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Vinyl is back. Back in the building. Back in the building. <laughs> vinyl on that ass. Ah <laughs> yeah. You know, vinyl. We thought you was dead, homie. Yeah. You know. Thought it was just a few of us. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. Vinyl been here for years, man. Yes. I never would have thought that it would have came back like it did until, you know, because I was on the fence about it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I did the Respect the Architect record. And that was the first time I really just said, you know what? I'm going to put this money into vinyl as opposed to the CDs and the T-shirts and stuff and see what happens. Because people would ask me, yo, man, you're not going to get a vinyl? Get they ask me that all the time. Vinyl? I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you motherfuckers are not buying vinyl. All right. And then uh, I did that record, and I just saw how fast it moved, and especially when I was touring. I was like, yo, this thing might be back. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I slept, and then that it let me know right then and there that it's back. And I talked to other people about it, and mm-hmm. they confirmed vinyl is back. Vinyl was out selling CDs now. Yeah. In 06, it was dead. It was dead. It was it, completely dead. It was only CDs. Yes, it was only CDs in 06. Mm-hmm. And vinyl, they were like, yo, this is not the future and people were getting rid of their collections. Yeah. People were just saying, artists are like, I'm not investing in that. Even though CDs don't sell, vinyls ain't sell. Vinyl has been dead for probably six, seven years at that point. Mm-hmm. It really died around 2000, started taking a hit. 2000 and, yeah, by 2005, it was on its way out. Mm-hmm. 2006 on its deathbed. 2016, <laughs> right. it's cracking again. Cracking, cracking, crazy cracking. Like, Who would have thought? Yeah, I just, I just bought a couple new albums on yeah. vinyl. You know, just I mean, it's places like you go to the thrift stores now. I mean, not thrift stores, but um, like um, half price books, for example. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I I clean up at half oh, yeah, price yeah, books, yeah. but they sell like new vinyl too. Like yeah. they have like some of the classic records that's yeah. on sale for vinyl. Like I saw this uh, this Jimi Hendrix record that was like seventy dollars in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, and people are buying. Like people are yeah. there to buy vinyl. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome thing. It is. It's great. It is. And and what you see and what I've seen is that a lot of times. The people buying it aren't who you expect. Exactly. Like we expect it to be the older people who came up on vinyl, mm-hmm. but a lot of the vinyl, the vinyl buying audience are younger kids who never had it. Right. Never had anything physical that held music on it. Mm-hmm. They never had a cassette, eight track, 
vinyl right you know cd they skipped all of that they went they started with mp3s right so to them music was just a file on the computer so for them to have that tactile experience for the first time mm-hmm. they're like this is the shit and plus the fact that most vinyl now come with a download card exactly so they can do both yeah so you can still have yeah. that experience yeah. you know what i mean and they're still hanging the vinyl on the wall yeah a lot of them don't even people routinely will buy two copies and just say look i'm gonna open this one I'm not open that one. I'm having this one on the wall. I do the same thing. Yeah, man. It's awesome, man. So, uh, you know, that's that's a sign of hope. Yeah. You know, not that everything we said has been doom and gloom, but yeah, that's like a a positive thing. Yeah, it's a it's a great thing. Really? A lot of this is positive. Yeah. We ain't saying nothing like. No, no, no. It's just like, you know, it's just. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, Yeah. man. All right. This number number 10. No, you're on number nine. I think I'm on number nine. Because I'm one ahead of you. All right. So I'm on nine. I just finished nine. Oh, you just finished nine. I'm on nine. You're on nine. All right. So the oversaturation of hip hop. Like we thought it was oversaturated in 2006. We, we, even though, even though we were starting something fresh and new, we still thought it was too many rappers back then. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you look at this game, it is ridiculous because of the fact, like a lot of things we said, it's easier. You know what I'm saying? You can record just having a laptop. All you need is your laptop and a microphone and you can have a recording studio in your room. Like it's so many people that rap and it's a lot of good rap. It's a lot of bad rap. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 both. So it's like it's just a lot, lot, lot of rap. Way too much rap sometimes. man. <laughs> Like I love hip hop to death, but it's yeah. it's a lot of it out there. Yeah, it is. It is because yeah, like you're saying, the the means of making rap yeah. have never been cheaper. Yeah, you know the number of outlets and having your own platform has never been cheaper. Right. You free. Know, you got fucking Twitter account is free. You mm-hmm. got SoundCloud free. Mm-hmm. You know you can get cracking for almost nothing. Yeah. You just need a about, laptop and a microphone. We couldn't do that. No. No, no, we couldn't do that. In 06, you had to spend some bread. Yeah. You had to yeah. spend some bread. Yeah, Even in, in 97, when I got my first sampler, it hurt me. I was like, oh, <laughs> this hurts. Yeah. I had to put an EPS on layaway at Uncle Sam's Pawn Shop. Summer of 96. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> yeah. It was dope. And it was $800. Yeah. And 96, that's that a, lot a lot of, of money. bread. A lot of money. For a college student. Oh, yo, man, I can't afford this. So I just paid a little bit every month. I ain't have a, I couldn't turn back. I was like, okay, I don't want to lose it since mm-hmm. been sitting there. Didn't have no manual. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just Google manuals and figure out how to work it. You just had to learn about it because wasn't no Google then. Right. So you just read the manual. Yeah. That's why I come with man. You read the directions. So yeah, man, it was a different game, man. But no, I agree, man. It's too many rappers. You know, I th- I think it's uh it, it wears on the fans. Uh, you know, attention span. Mm-hmm. That's why you're so patience. short now. That's yeah. why it's so short. And so you can't even be mad at them. So, you know, and when that happens, it takes more and more to stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, I think, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, maybe this is already happening, but I can't wait until rap is not cool anymore. Right. When rap is not cool anymore. It's like a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> then motherfuckers will say they rap and you just be like, yeah, anyway, man. Yeah. yeah he said he rapped. I mean, it's yeah, like, whatever. It's like saying I wear pants. Right. <laughs> I got tennis shoes on. <gasps> you wear tennis shoes? Right. We need rap to get like that. Mm-hmm. We be like, yeah, I got tennis shoes on. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, everyone wears tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Where no one bats a fucking eye. Right. And then when it doesn't become cool anymore and the money is gone, then the artistry will come back. Yeah, it'll have to. Because then why else would you do it? Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you do it. Yeah. You do it because you love it. Because yes. it's something you love to do. And I think that's what we have to move towards. Which sometimes I'm happy, you know, because hip hop during like the Puff Daddy era and mm-hmm. 
about 10 years after that, hip hop was the number one selling music on the planet. Yes. Every year on the top of the charts. You look at the top 10 sales of 2016, hip hop ain't up there like that. Nah, it's barely, it's barely in the top 10. Yeah, barely in the top 10 as far as most selling albums, man. And I think that um, it's bad, but it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to sell, but then you want the good shit to sell. All right. You know, and then you don't want everyone to think that this is just a cash cow mm-hmm. or get rich quick. Scheme. Get rich quick. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to get in and get out. You know, I ain't no rapper. I'm a hustler. You know what I mean? Like this <laughs> right. bullshit that these fucking rappers be saying. Uh, that, that was given birth, you know, during the time of abundance. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're around during the time of scarcity. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know when there's famine, see if they're still trying to eat. <laughs> right, right. They're gonna do something different. They're yeah. gonna go to a a different pond and fish. Mm-hmm. Don't get the fuck out of this rat pond. Right. This hip hop pond. Nah, we got too many people fishing this shit. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the fish are gone. Yeah, y'all done overfished this fucking pond. <laughs> go somewhere else, G. Yeah. Okay, so number ten. All right, number ten, we made man. This is my last joint. All right. Streaming is the future. It is. It is. It's I the future. Agree. I don't even stream. I don't have I don't have any desire to listen to my music like that. Like, I don't either. I don't have a Spotify account or Pandora. I'm more of like listen to an album front to back kind of guy. Yeah. Or if I too. listen to a mix, it's curated by a DJ I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because of what we came from. Right. You know, that's right. how we grew up listening to music. Yeah. And now it's more like a la carte. Streaming mm-hmm. is like an a la carte way of listening to shit. And I'm more like I'm a little different. You know, and so it hasn't really fit into how I listen to music, but I can't deny that the ease of use of streaming has made it undeniable factor in the music industry. Well, that's sixteen. I mean, that's part of why the um, RI, what is it, RIAA? Yeah. Um, that's why they incorporated streaming into you know album sales yeah. now because it is the future and it is such a big part of the industry now. Yeah. That they thought it was. I mean, it's cheating the artist, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Out We're of getting place. Stroked. Yeah, getting stroked like crazy. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not so, making no money, but it's right. it's a legitimate thing. It's legit. Yeah. It's crazy legit. Because, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not really a big streaming person. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I do. I mean, I, I get my YouTube on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't have Spotify. I listen to, you know, I SoundCloud yeah. here and there. Um, and Pandora. I use it for the house. You know what I'm saying? You can create your own radio station. I can listen to really what I want to listen to. It is a la carte, like yeah. you said. So, I mean, I, I see it. I see that being the main way that people really listen to their music because they can kind of pick and choose and in the same time discover new stuff. Yes. You know, because you create that and it's like, okay, we'll play you stuff that sounds similar to what you like to see if you like it. And then you might find some of your, you know, some, some music that you really love in that way too. So true. So yeah. true. What you got? Last all right, joint. My last joint. Artists now have become a jack of all trades. True. Most artists, I'm not one of these, but most artists, <laughs> they mix, yeah. master, produce, rap, and sing. True. You know what I'm saying? Like most artists now can do it all because it's kind of it kind of grown out of the necessity of the times when things weren't as accessible. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So now when you have a lot of the popular artists that are out, even in the underground, they produce. Yeah. They do all of that stuff. Even, you know, with you becoming an author, yeah. you know, me being a poet as yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? Like doing speaking engagements. Like we do so many different things because we have to diversify yeah. because the music isn't selling like it used to. Yes. So it goes back to, you know, having more than just the music to do. We have to diversify to be able to do more things, you know, in order to be successful. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's me right there. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's fascinating because back in 06, you could just be a rapper. Yeah. 
I was. That's true. You was just rapping. And <laughs> just rap it. Just rap it. What's wrong? What's the problem, guys? <laughs> is my rapping enough? I mean, it is, but it's starting not to be. You got to do more. Yeah, you got to do more. <laughs> you got to do more than The industry is changing. Mm. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's 10, 10, yeah, 10, 10 joints. 10 joints, man. It's a good episode, man. This might be kind of long, but it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late to go back. It's too we late did to it. go back. We you already know? there. So, yeah, that's it. This is, uh, you know, the 10 uh, things that have changed the most between 2006 and 2016 in the music industry. Super Duty Tough Work. My name is Blueprint. This is Logic right here. Thank you all for listening. And also, like, thanks to everybody who's been on SoundCloud, giving us the ratings, yes. and the comments. Sharing. Yeah, thanks to everybody who shared on Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us everywhere you can and spread the word. You know, yeah. we appreciate it. We're going to bring this to you every week. That's all I got, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Peace. See y'all next week. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. (laughs) 